0: Good people, this is Roger Klein. There is no more beautiful world, and you are listening to Wasting Way on the North Coast.
1: Hello 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 going to be the strange universe a new day. A new day.
2: The year is 2007. It's the 6th of May and you've just listened to a live snippet of Roger Klein and the Peacemakers playing in Ferndale, Michigan on May 3rd. We are Mickey, Scott, Mike, and Schmoe of Wasting Away Way on the North Coast, a podcast discussing all things related to Jimmy Buffett from a Great Lakes State perspective. And as our listeners know, part of our mandate is to broaden our horizons with other terrific music that seems to interest us in a similar manner in which Jimmy Buffett's music has related to each of us. That is why we have a very special episode of Wasting Away Way on the North Coast. We're joined today by singer-songwriter Roger Klein, frontman for Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. An independent and searing rock and roll quartet hailing from the Mexican borderlands of Arizona. RCPM is currently on tour through the Midwest
3: in support of their recently released album, No More Beautiful World. We did our best to support him by attending not only one, but dos shows. Very good. Scott started (laughs) his lessons, And not only that, we
2: also support him by uh, providing him the chance to let us interview him. (laughs) How gracious of us. Wait,
4: wait, wait. wait, wait.
5: You guys interviewed
4: him? Yeah, we interviewed (laughs) him. A real live interview. In fact, he's calling us back right now. Hey, somebody
5: get the phone. Hello, Roger?
0: Hello, Hello, this is Roger. Roger.
6: How you doing? Well, is this Michael? Yes, it is. How you doing, Michael? Very good, very good. Thanks for joining us. You've got the uh, the gang from uh and on the north coast here in, in Michigan. Nice. So not just Mike. We got uh Hi Roger, this is Joe. Hi Roger Joe
0: Scott
6: and is Scott. Time, Mickey.
0: Excellent gentlemen. how's everybody? Doing
6: Good. very well, doing very well. Uh let's let's start. Sure. Um how about uh we'll start with the tour. Joe? Hi Roger, this is Joe. Uh, we have just seen you and Peacemakers perform in Detroit last Thursday. We drove to
0: Chicago the next morning for another inspired show Friday night. We drove home to the Detroit area Saturday
6: morning. We paced ourselves as you requested, and we had a great time with good music, good friends, good liquor. It is now one day later, and we sit here happy but thoroughly exhausted. Oh, please, tell us how you do it. What is a
0: day in the life of Roger Klein these days? Um, well. Wow. Let's see, today, we, uh, well, last night was a pretty bumpy ride after Minneapolis. We had pretty big storms and a lot of wind, so nobody got a lot of rest, and we ended up uh, having to actually pull over at a kind of a rest stop and wait out the storm, which was really actually a beautiful thing, but found myself up till sunrise, and um, let's see, got up about noon, and I do a little bit of exercise, take some vitamins, eat a decent breakfast, and then... Wait till sound check, make up a set list. In the meantime, I read and I write, call my kids. Pretty pretty basic. Okay. So you try to you try do your traveling all through the night and try to sleep
6: while that's going on?
0: If we can, if it's at all possible, that's the best way to do it. Okay.
6: Uh, I'll go on to... Do we have the
0: advantage of having a driver. You guys are actually... You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have that advantage.
6: <laughs> well, I, my two buddies had a driver. there's me. Okay. Uh I'm gonna skip ahead a couple weeks here. On May 19th and May nineteenth and twentieth, it's the spring 2007 renewal of your semi annual celebration of life and song with Roger Klein and the Peacemakers in uh well now let a gringo try this. Puerto Panasco, Mexico.
0: Very close. Puerto. Rico. Very close.
6: Can you try it again? Say
0: it? No, P Puerto. Rico. Okay. So Circus Mexican anyway. Uh, okay, I want you, you can tell us about this, please include what I can say to my wife to allow us to take a holiday there. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Um, let's see. Circus Mexicus is, is our is CPN's, let's see, what's our Mexican concert? We go down. There's a place on the coast down there called Puerto Peñasco or Rocky Point to us, Gringos. It's now very, very civilized, actually. There's... You know, there's eight-story condominiums and five-star resorts and massage parlors and spas and stuff. So tell your wife that. Get her a, get her a day in the spa, and maybe she'll let you loose on the, on the concert.
6: Okay. Got
0: but, it's, right. you know, it's totally civilized, but it's kind of everything that you want to find you know, and don't want to find in Mexico. It's just kind of like almost in like all life it just depends on where you focus. Okay, good. I think we're on to some questions about the new album, right? Yep. Hi, Roger. This is Scott. Uh, I'd like thanks. Uh, I'd like to start off uh, by saying the new album is great. There's not one song that uh, is, really sticks out. They're all just exceptional. Um, well, so thank, some... you. <laughs> thank you for uh, making such a great album. I'd like to start off by talking about Lemons, uh, 'cause my seven year old and my four year old instantly developed their own pseudo congo dance to this song, and uh it just sounds like it was so much fun to produce to to write and and record and I just like to know was it that much fun? How did it all come about it was actually was it was the the high point in terms of, well in terms of fun for recording with the band. The song is really simple; it only has three chords uh actually it has four chords but um there you know, they're just they're arranged in a, in a cycle that makes it sound not very monotonous, but it's really quite a simple song. The melody is really simple, and it's almost atonal. So that when I brought it to the band, I wasn't sure if, if we were going to be able to pull it off because it's um it's really pretty skeletal. It's based largely on on its kinetic quality. It's pretty percussive, and I recall that when we we put it together, uh, Ph's drumming and then the subsequent sort of percussion party we had made it made it really bloom. That percussion party was just, everybody picked up something out of PH's percussion box and started banging it around, and uh, that largely gives it, to, it's, you know, that chaos kind of a background, and I think it's just a lot of fun. Uh, it really came to, together, and and we've enjoyed also, we've noticed that uh, Jason is much better on the uh, trumpet. He he was a little shaky in Detroit, but he, he did sound... Uh, quite better in Detroit. You can or I mean in Chicago. You can let him know that he is improving. <laughs> uh, I will I will. He'll he'll appreciate that. <laughs> um my next question is, um you write some uh, narrative lyrics and my question is how autobiographical are they? Um, it's like for instance, were you married in a honky tonk bar and did you buy a switchblade for you and your friends? <laughs> I wasn't married in a honky tonk bar but I was married uh basically on the same soil where that song was written. That that song comes from um just really trying to to honor the hub of a community where I grew up, which was a little place called the Steak out in Sonora, Arizona, when I wasn't in the suburbs I was, I was there and um I saw a lot of a lot of good things go down, and I was trying to honor you know the details the um the colors there with that song, and it of course can be sort of by extension, by, by metaphorical extension, can be looked at as any given union that we have with our audience anywhere, anytime. So you know, we consider ourselves as having sort of a honky chunk union with our audience as well. Um, any given song is... It can be both story and it can be biographical. For example, on this album, um, Contraband, I have an affinity with the Pongeros, who are these in- invisible men and women, who do a lot of job, a lot of hard work uh, without benefit of any sort of a watchdog. <clears throat> Pardon my... Sorry, my throat is cracking out on me here. But they have no watchdog. They're largely independent, you know, and um, I really uh, I respect that. And so, in some way, I'm sort of writing about my colleagues um, making a lot of easy money the hard way and, and uh, finding that the path of independence is is often less tread and usually more difficult, but has its own rewards that don't come with currency. And so uh, just to use those two songs on Kentucky Union Contraband as examples, they're they're autobiographical, and they're also
6: storytelling at the same time.
0: Okay. Well, uh, that actually took care of my next question, so we're going to move on to uh, Mike, who has some uh, Jimmy Buffett-related questions for you.
6: (laughs) Thank you. Yep. Uh, in our podcast, we, we mainly talk uh, uh, about uh, Buffett, and uh, we have some uh, questions along those lines. Uh, in, in other interviews, you've listed, Jimmy, uh, among your influences, and uh, would that be uh, musically, lyrically, or, or is it uh, a whole business-type business, business type thing, or how would you describe that? I'd say all of the above. I think he's, he's, a, he's a very
0: consistent, genuine uh, person, both artistically and personally, um, I've actually never personally met the man, but I've had um, correspondence with him through Mailboat Records, which distributed Sonoran Open Madness when it was out. Um, I just think that he brings, you know, both meaning and levity to the American entertainment experience, and I don't think that's an easy thing to do. And I, I do think he gets bashed sometimes for being substanceless or innocuous, which I disagree with. I think he's got a lot of good things to say. He and I are also fans of um Joseph Campbell, who was a scholar who talked about the meaning and the power of myth and its uh, apparent disintegration and it's and the necessity for the New World myth. That's a whole other conversation. But I know I detect in his writing um an
6: implicit morality that I admire. Oh that's that's great. Yep. Absolutely. We we uh we notice that in in, uh, in the years as well so um what, uh, what Buffett songs do you like the most? Does anything stand out for you? Wow. Um,
0: Please pick this answer correctly, because I have money on your answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A little pool goalie. <laughs> Hold on. What is the one... I just have this one on cassette in my car, and I listen to it on the way to Mexico quite a bit. Um, I like Chin Cup Chalice a
6: lot. All right. Good answer. Is that when You're at the bet there, Scott.
0: No, no, but that's a good choice. But it's I, I was, uh,
6: What was your guess?
0: Well, I had heard. Uh, I actually had heard a cover you had done in one of your solo concerts of uh, Margaritaville. So, oh, that's so. a great song. And <laughs> you know, he built an empire on three chords. You know that was amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>.
6: Absolutely. <laughs> hey, uh, we heard. We heard more than once also that uh, your your tour bus that you use, use right now was once. Once used or owned by, by Buffett, is that, is that true? That's the rumor. I don't have it on anywhere on the trail, and
0: we haven't found any artifacts that would that would indicate that that's true. But we, I don't know, we like to keep that legend going too, anyway. <laughs> the guy who sold it to us said that the chronology was as such: it went uh, Alabama, Jimmy Buffett, Lone Star, and then us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's interesting.
6: Yeah. No no uh lost sheep of salt found upon it anywhere. <laughs> no. You know what? I'll keep looking though. Maybe it's here. <laughs> <laughs> um see so, uh yeah, you did you did mention the uh uh Sonora Hope and Madness uh, mailboat records thing and and you also uh um, mentioned a thank you uh, to Jimmy in the liner notes to Americano. Um so uh he he didn't have any uh, direct involvement then in, in uh in the Mailboat Records released or, or uh, uh, with Americano in any way? I, I it, well, actually, in a way, yes. Um, we were an, we're an indie out here struggling
0: to try to get um, our records distributed in in a, in a physical way on retail shelves. And we met a gentleman named Harold Solomon who works for Mailboat Records. <clears throat> and we pitched the record to him uh, as a long shot. And he liked it. And he said, Well, Jimmy's got to listen to it because he wants to prove anything on his label that he doesn't believe in and he gave the record to Senor Buffett and Buffett sent back his approval and his blessing and essentially allowed us a foothold, a toehold to start getting our records on the shelves nationwide. So using his credibility and marketing power we got into Best Buy and Borders and Tower Records and stuff and such. So we do owe him you know a large
6: large thank you for that. Oh cool. Cool. All right, that's uh that's all I had with, uh,
0: the... we're, uh, running out of time. We realize we got about five minutes left. Oh, wow. So our, uh, our next part is just going to be, uh, what we call our quick rapid fire. We're just going to, oh, we're going to throw out some questions and you got to say the first thing that pops in your head. So we're going to start off with Joe. Okay. All here right. we go. But you you may have said this. Where are you right now? Uh, Des Moines, Iowa. And yeah, Hobbies. Uh free diving, sailing, camping. Pets. I have uh pets. An Australian Shepherd and shoot, my house is a zoo. <laughs> I start with three right three kids. There's a start. Um two dogs, one gecko, some someone tortoise, and uh and a cat, kind of a rogue cat. Not necessarily our pet. we're just his staff.
6: All right, uh, what, what, uh, tell us your
0: favorite food and restaurant. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Mexican food. I'm always always on the lookout for a good Mexican food joint when I'm on the road, and I have to be lucky enough to live about a mile away from my very favorite in the United States, a place called Trace Margaritas. I have to get there. <laughs>
6: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and when you get there, tell me, essentially, and order the original margarita. It's really good. It's the classic, you know, Just basically lime juice, tequila, and salt. (laughs) And you shouldn't have... Don't (laughs) drink three because you won't be able to walk home. (laughs)
6: Um, The uh, favorite sport? Soccer. Favorite movie? Oh.
0: I'm a fan of bad Mm B-horror movies. I'm going to say Evil Dead 2 right now. (laughs) All right. Favorite place in Arizona? I'd say Wet Sound Mountains. It's a little, a little seen, little known place, it's sort of uh, Geronimo and Cochise's old stomping grounds that uh, are just out the front door of my dad's place outside of Sonata. Well, we'll have to look that one up on the map. Google Earth. It. Uh, how about on Earth? Wow, on Earth. I could be anywhere. I, I'm... Uh, Mall is in the exercise of finding beauty everywhere, and it's, it's it becomes easier and easier all the time. So, the planet is a jewel, and I try to appreciate its grace and detail
6: wherever I am.
0: Now, here, set this up a little. You're about to drive to Detroit, head to from Detroit, head to Chicago, and a North Coast genie grants you one big three American car to drive there. What car do you choose? Oh man, um, what well, can I run on biodiesel? <laughs> yeah probably won't for a while, but um so give me some diesel, and I'll throw us a conversion on it. Probably a dodge. I've got a, a good dodge diesel that i could I could likely make run on on corn
6: okay. there you go. oh, if you're here at dinner with three people living or dead, who would it be
0: <laughs> uh Joseph Campbell, mohandas Gandhi, Bob Marley Bob Marley, all right mm. Uh, last question, uh, do you have an iPod or a similar device? I do. And can you tell us, like, that it? Yeah, you know, I didn't bring it this, this trip, but it's got quite a lot, it's got everything on it. I have a big section of jazz and classical, um, I have tons of spoken word on it. It's kind of, it's pretty, it's pretty embarrassing when I put it on shuffle, because it doesn't seem to have any real cohesive quality to it. Um, there's a bunch of demos on it that I've done. Um it's, kind of, it's like most people's iPhones, it's full of full of crazy ghosts. Um, do do you uh, listen to any podcasts on it? You know I never have, but I'm gonna start now. I'm gonna try to check out <laughs> there we go. You're gonna subscribe <laughs> to our podcast now, I hope. Yeah, tell me how to do it. <laughs> well I've got the I've got the link, so will that take me there? Yes, it should. Yeah, yeah. it'll go right to our link, too. You got the net or... Yeah, WasteAndWay.net and then PodBlog.php.
5: Yeah, oh, that's yeah. the main page. That big cool. orange icon on the side is the RSS feed, and that's what you use to get to
0: the podcast. Now, how long does the podcast last? How long does it stay up?
5: Uh, our podcast, we've got all our episodes on, so they're they're there for until I run out of
0: money. Nice. <laughs> nice one. Not that that's why you would go, but we started talking about you more and more and our producer started uh, putting
6: in the exact time we started talking about you until we stopped to get back on the both and stuff.
0: Okay, I see. Yeah, he'll he'll attract a little more of he'll attract a little more attention. But I appreciate being in the same company, gentlemen.
6: Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um one last question here about um how about uh, Mexican moonshine. Are we yeah. supposed to be able to purchase some sometime? Soon yeah, before? working towards that, it's, um,
0: you know, when, when I did that, I did it sort of as a kind of fun hobby thing to do and didn't anticipate the kind of demand that there would be for the stuff. It took about a year of working a recipe out and then about two and a half years of actual distillation to get it right before we had that single offering that one, I think it was in May but 1,000 bottles sold out in a day.
6: <clears throat> wow. And what
0: we're going to try to do now is find a distillery of equal quality that can increase our quantity so that we can have it, you know, available whenever, wherever, to whomever would like to enjoy it. The thing about tequila with me, though, is, like, there are already so many good ones out there that I didn't want to be just a part of the flood. So um, the people who are actually involved in finding... Um, the provider, the distillery for, for Mexican mention, when and if we get to do it, um, found something that actually makes a difference. We found a distillery down in tequila that is owned by a uh, dual citizen of the United States in Mexico, a gentleman named Federico, who is also an engineer, who has patented a mechanism whereby when you double and triple distill tequilas, which actually remove toxic byproducts, those toxic byproducts don't get passed back into the groundwater. They get um, mechanically and chemically separated out, so that they can be disposed of safely. So that the people of tequila and the plants of tequila and the animals of tequila and the subsequent uh, connoisseurs, which would be you and me and Jimmy Buffett, who would drink that tequila, um, don't have to don't have to um, deal with the toxicity of it. So we found an environmentally conscious a conscious way to to bring it about. So we're trying to work something out with that distillery where we can create a really fine triple distilled blend down there and bring it to the States. And so uh, it's still a dream, but that's what we're pursuing.
6: Excellent. Excellent. So what, what, uh, what would be your favorite if, uh, if you would pick one and recommend other than Mexican moonshine?
0: Uh, you know, I'm a real, I am a fan of, of um, Cabo Wabo and, um, I, I think it's a really good product. I like Cabo Wabo Retro that's my favorite. And, uh, you know, I happen to be an acquaintance of San Agar, and he and I have sat down and talked to tequila. And he doesn't just give it lip service; he's a real lover of the
6: spirit, which I admire. Yes, we have we have tried that. We we're big big fans of it as well. Gone through a bit of it. <laughs> Good. Um, before we let you go, is is there uh, anything that uh, that you'd like to mention, or uh, uh, anything that that uh, you'd like to talk about on on your end?
0: I was should anticipate that question no not really I'd like to say thank you you know to to you guys and everybody in the audience for continuing to come out to the shows and buy our records and support us as artists so that we can continue to answer what I consider our true calling. because um, like I said before we don't operate with a parent company we basically operate without a net and we're always um, not very far away from the bottom line but our hearts are full and we get to deliver what we consider a message of positive vibrations to America right now, hopefully the world, and I appreciate you guys including this video podcast. Excellent. Great. We appreciate you uh, taking the time to talk to us. Yeah, it's not a bother at all. Let me take another sip of tea because I realize I'm pretty hoarse here.
6: Yeah, <laughs> We don't want to wear you out for the show tonight either. Uh, you know, I'll just go until it's gone. That's it. <laughs> so I treat the old boys. Hey, what's right, well, Jimmy up to right now? Is he what's, uh, Is he out on tour in the summer? Yeah, they're they're announcing uh, new dates like uh, all the time here. I'm not sure where he uh, where he's sitting here. He's been where is he right now, Jimmy?
5: Um, he did three three shows in uh, Texas and Georgia, and I was taking like a month off. And he'll be back in uh, mid June.
0: So you guys like heads? Yeah, I guess uh, to a man. Now, what? Just let me ask you, what what is it about? Buffett's music, or or in in, in any any facet of, of his commercial or artistic career that appeals to you. What is it? What's your favorite thing
6: about Buffett? Scott I, ahead, Scott, I
0: I'd like to take this one because on on one of my reviews I wrote on on uh, for your album Americano on iTunes, I I talked about how the the, the parallels between you and and Buffett in terms of um, just putting, putting me as a listener in, in a place where I want to be, whether, you know, it be Mexico or, you know, Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville, just a lifestyle, you know, that is, is just big, bigger than life. And it's so genuine and you can, you can really see that in Buffett's music as well as yours, where you, you just want to be a part of, of that lifestyle because it, and to get to know somebody on a, on a personal level through their music, it's amazing to me. Well, excellent. That's cool. That's a that's a compliment. Thank you. And basically, the guy just writes about what he knows and what he loves in such a such a beautiful manner.
6: And I agree.
0: You know, and uh, we think I think we agree. At least I think
6: that's what you do as well. So. Well, thank you. Well, cool.
0: cool. Yeah, absolutely. All right, gentlemen. gracias. I really appreciate your time. Yep. Well uh, good I hope luck to
6: the, you. the old froggy voice can translate okay to the podcast. I think that you will. <laughs> That's right. Have a have a great show then. And uh and we'll see you again soon. We'll see you out there on the road. Cool, keep the tempo up and the beer cold. We'll, we'll Thanks. Thanks a
0: lot, Richard. Bye. Adios. Yeah! Bye.
1: across people. Thank you very, very much to Detroit. Come and celebrate life rock and roll with us tonight. We promise to come back. We will see you soon. Anybody going to be visiting us in Chicago tomorrow? I'd like to introduce, as always, the same line of Senor Steve Larson on the lead guitar. Senor Nick on the bass. Don P.H. Napa on the drums. May we please hear a huge hand for our good friends in Sherman who warmed up the stage and opened on the show tonight. And a very special guest, although he's with us every single night, he receives not a lot of credit, though he, he created the DVD for Americano and also for No More Beautiful Worlds. Mr. Jason Boots on the horn. Here we go, everybody. Keep it level. Keep the positive vibrations flowing, the emanations going. Even though one day baby ball full of cherries one night stuckin' on lemons, spitting out the seeds. hope. I have a small secret to tell about Senor Jason boots Jason doesn't actually know how to play the trumpet. That won't stop us at all. He will represent the mariachi horn section inside each one of us. Always
6: the most powerful ass on the the most
1: powerful fast elevator to the heavens. A bliss? No. It's in the Mayoshi horn section inside each and every one of you. We'll see you soon. Keep the light on. One day's a bowl full of cherries. Well that I'm sucking on lemons a bitten out the sea!
3: Scott from Wasting Away on the North Coast, and that was Roger Klein of Arizona's Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. Visit them on the web at www.azpeacemakers.com, where you can order all of their music, including the new album, No More Beautiful World, guaranteed not to disappoint. You can also make your plans for Circus Mexicus, coming up soon. We on the North Coast would truly like to thank Roger Klein for giving us the time of the day, let alone a complete interview. We would also like to thank Patrick at www.lotusnile.com for arranging the interview. You can also always catch good talk and good times and good music among all the hilarity and hijinks at www.northcoastcast.com. You can also reach us at rcpm at northcoastcast.com or podcast at northcoastcast.com. Thank you for listening.
1: That's life on the North Coast. That's life on the North Coast. <laughs> we're back in the present. Here.
3: Wow, we just got through with a exhausting interview because we were so far taken aback. Unfortunately, I think, at least for myself, I've realized how uncool... I am, based on listening to Roger speak. Uh, he speaks a
2: language of which I am not familiar, Yes, which is pretty and nice and beautiful and poetic and meaningful, and I just know the basic, you know, like the basic, the primary words of the like, English
4: language. And as you can tell by, by Joe's last few seconds there, that's about it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but, what, six, nine, I did that on
3: purpose. That's as beautiful as it gets from Schmo. <laughs> and other than uh, my use of the word Vasily. oh, <laughs> hey,
4: there it is now, hey, Vasily. Hey.
1: That
3: was just for those of you playing the drinking game at home. Uh, it was it was amazing. Uh, the man just puts words together. In a way that's as if it's
2: it's better kind of than struggling to do normal right English <laughs> words together in like a subject
3: predicate fashion. A sentence subject, if you and, will. subject and predicate I can handle. I can see Dick Jane run. We just that's how we speak. We can structure sentences properly. Yeah, right. I can use adverbs properly. Yes. <laughs> but I Once you Look, start adding word. in adjectives and past participles and another language. Yeah.
2: He goes in yeah. and out of some Spanish words, and he, he says them correctly. And, cause it's, he's, he grew At least up as left. far as you know. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. He kind of, you know, instead of saying, he did a great job of there, he goes, he, 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 he laughed kind of close. close. <laughs> he <laughs> he pretty close. Laugh. Yeah. So I think Mike mentioned right after it didn't hit him until he heard Roger's voice. Yeah. On the Yeah, in
4: the whole run-up, like in the past week, just, just building up to the interview, because we've known about it for some time. It uh, it didn't sink in. It really didn't. He even even seeing the shows and, and talking to him in person yeah, and, and I mean, telling him that. Uh, we're yeah, yeah we talked to him in
5: person. At the at Detroit the shows. show, we even reminded him. We got a chance to see him by his bus after the Detroit show and reminded him that we're going to be the guys that he's going to call on Sunday.
3: And he actually well,
2: to be, knew. you right. We just said, we're going to be interviewing you. And he finished the sentence with, yeah. oh, yeah, 4 p.m. Yeah. Sunday. Well, That's right. That's he right. actually knew, which is. We're nobody. Even our wives don't remember it. (laughs) Appointments with us (laughs) two days in advance, (laughs) three two days, days.
3: and uh, you can see the pictures online now. Uh, We posted some pictures with us and Roger. Mm -hmm. We're the ones really happy and smiling, like (laughs) schoolgirls. Roger's like, uh, okay, who are these? Yeah. Yeah,
2: I, I mentioned earlier too, when Mike said he heard his voice, I literally, I'm i not kidding, I also heard my heartbeat <laughs> <laughs> pumping like a, a telltale heart or something, uh-huh. and I had to calm myself down, and I was a little, uh, it didn't hit me, it hit me when all of a sudden... You're saying, off to you, schmo, and I got ask the first question. And Pause. I felt really stupid. I felt very small. This little guy talking. About,
3: well, Appropriately oh, so. God. I, I might felt my, my voice going higher. Hey, <laughs> Hi, Roger. This is
2: Joe. <laughs> my, that, my entire vocal cords weren't being used. Just
3: the tips and and right. while he was talking to Roger, he was writing, I love RCPM on his notebook. <laughs>
5: and adding his last name. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, it's funny because it's true <laughs> by the way the uh the
5: photos that scott mentioned will probably be at uh net slash gallery uh there'll probably be some photos with the uh with the show notes entry that you can see at net, but most of the photos will be at uh, net slash gallery so check them out on the web
3: and the uh snippets that you hear are from going to be from the uh, Detroit oh, yeah, show. that's
5: right. The, the opening song was recorded at uh, the the uh, May third show, the Trace De Cinco show. I mean, Again, Trace, we're consulting Trace, is our, is the Spanish Trace De Mayo, page, right? the Trace De Mayo show. <laughs> third, fifth, Trace De Mayo. He's <laughs> <It's> advertising <laughs> for the bank. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, that's fifth, third. Isn't
4: yeah. the <laughs> <De>
2: trail. Our <laughs> We well here's our first sponsor. Fifth Third
3: can can send his money to Scott's PayPal account. <laughs> yeah. huh? Okay, well, guys, we did start talking about the interview. Well, let's talk about how we got this interview. Let's talk about the process. Mike, tell yeah, you. is anybody Mike, curious? Uh, no? Mike started this. Yeah, so it let was him, uh,
4: it was just a um, the contest. Well, not a contest. It's like uh, earning points. Like a marketing, marketing thing, yeah. There's the, a the the there's like a grassroots
2: street runner kind of marketing runner. group called is it called River Runner? River and they Run. have a few artists that they take care of, or have campaigns for. Mm-hmm. They don't work for those artists though. The artists still have people, managers, and everything, but they help promote from from the internet onward. I think, they like like the version of running around the streets and putting up posters and stuff. Okay. So they give you points for doing certain things like putting posters up, like telling, giving CDs to friends and having them listen to it, like taking newbies to shows for Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. Adding and then or night, having a podcast. Or or interviewing them and having a podcast and talking.
4: But that's them. how it started was that letting them know that, yeah, we have a podcast and we talk about Roger a lot, you know, that's got to be worth some points or, or something. Right. <laughs>
1: And, and, then, and it was. You threw in, a... yeah. yeah and
2: I got points for that too.
4: And I, and I, you know, thought, yeah. I just tossed it out there. Yeah, it'd be great if we could ever interview one of the band members. I didn't say. You know, yeah, you I said band members. I just said mm-hmm. I don't. I talked to PH. I, I don't care. I I talked to any of the band members.
3: I wanted to talk to Jason Boots. I
4: yeah. I <laughs> talked to him. It it didn't matter. I was up for anything. I and I let them know that. And then they responded um, that well, maybe they'll look into it. They'll. They'll see what they can do through uh, Roger's people. And then, uh, not too much uh, longer, uh, no, long I enough after s- I figured I'd write it off and say, well, I, nothing's ever going to come of that, I heard back. and, and Ironically, they listened to our
2: podcast and yeah. still... <laughs> they seem to indicate that they listened to the podcast yeah. and said, we well, might be able to get a member. We still didn't yes. know it would be Roger. Yeah. and We'd be happy with anything. Yep. And see if we can work it out. Yep. And what kind of dates And gave a couple weekends...
3: Yeah, we're, you know. Which was not this weekend. We were like, uh, yeah, we'll take off work, leave our wives. <laughs> Whatever it is you need, done to make this happen, we're going to do it.
4: No, we we kind of focused on, like, weekends. Yeah, that's, weekend. We and have day jobs. And. Yeah, and it was
3: kind of
2: pretty professional. We told him
4: And if you look very at very Roger
5: good. Klein's tour schedule, it's so busy that it, it's just amazing yeah. that he did find time. To yes, work. yeah. He, yeah. He he's basically, basically
2: tours six days a week yep. there for a few weeks. I mean, he has, like, one day off every five or six shows. Yep. Yeah.
5: No offense to Jimmy, but it's definitely not Tuesdays, Thursdays, no. Saturday. And when I say day off,
2: year. when he has a show, he doesn't play a town except maybe New York two nights. He's one night and on. Well, yeah, they're on the road
4: and then hitting the next town. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, was
3: Detroit, Chicago, Milwaukee? No, no up to Minnesota. Minnesota, Minnesota somewhere,
2: down to Iowa, yeah. up to South Dakota, yeah. all without a day off. Yeah. Yeah, Detroit was the first show in a string of shows
4: back-to-back. Because he had one night off mm -hmm. the night before our show.
2: But Minnesota, Iowa, and South Dakota. Yeah, so
4: I was afraid that
5: it would never happen since
4: he'd just be so busy. So much to do. You know, each town they get, they do their
2: sound checks. They have a lot of things they have to do leading
4: up to the show at every,
2: every venue. It's
3: amazing and unbelievable he had a day off between Cleveland and Detroit. Yeah. And he's not traveling with a crew of 16 buses like Jimmy Buffett. You know, yeah, this is yeah. this is One a bus. guy with a small crew.
2: Well, and he's traveling on the bus. Yeah. He's not meeting his people at each city.
3: Right? Yeah,
5: flying
2: himself. Right. So he just meeting him so he can get his bike and take it around town <laughs> and then have his show. Nothing's anything wrong not with the, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Roger Klein would say Jimmy has money. I get it. <laughs> but <laughs> and we, but we Roger- would like Roger to have some of jimmy's type of but money he's, that's not his business plan because he's an independent artist he's not going yes. for that though he's all he has said we didn't ask him and everybody has said he's he'd listen to everything but he has to have certain ground rules if taco bell came for a jingle I mean to use a song he'd listen you know but uh, he's just got to make sure everything is under follows his yeah. his business plan right. his his uh, um, search the, some other English words. Joe's <laughs> no, not I can't. the wordsmith that uh, Roger is. I'm not the wordsmith.
4: Cookie Monster.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but Cookie Monster's see, on the see, mind. See Mr. Cookie. <laughs> That's
2: a road trip. Well, well, exhausted yeah. himself writing all those questions down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned for the next
5: he's, podcast where yeah. we're gonna discuss these why Cookie Monster these was. brought You guys are completely away. spent now.
4: Yep. <laughs> yep, yep. I, I like am skipping I'm, the small words I'm, and uh, Talking caveman.
3: Yeah. One time I worked construction for like twelve hours one day, really and I thought that was hard. My last two day, two days have been like the most pleasure and pain one could possibly <laughs> have in a forty eight hours span. Yeah, we've had
2: four days uh, you know of seeing Roger in Detroit, falling into Chicago, and coming back. And for me, it was a Kentucky Derby party, and then the next day, now this interview. And I'm, I'm just exhausted, yet Roger's playing and singing and all this stuff yeah. every night. Yeah. Larry King sucks.
0: Oh, I say. <laughs> I I'd say. He does. He seriously. Oh, okay. Understand. Anybody can do that.